0: Welcome to the Book Business Boss Show, hosted by Julia Royston, helping you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and be a book business boss. Hello and welcome to the Book Business Boss Show. I'm Dr. Julia Royston, owner of VK Royston Publishing, Royal Media and Publishing, and the coaching in the Book Business Bosses, where we help you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and be a book business boss. First off let's let me say for all of my contact information um, visit solo that's solo dot t o and then a forward slash Julia a Royston or visit my calendar at talkwithroyston.com um, so that you can make connections with me schedule an appointment um, for us to have a discussion about you becoming a book business boss. Or if you're just interested in, in writing or you've written a book or you are oh, have publishing questions or promotional issues or uh, even uh, even if you're striving to turn your book into a business or people are starting to ask you questions about being in business and you hadn't even thought about being in business or turning your book into a business, reach out to me. Talkwithroyston.com. So the last few episodes, we have really been talking about starting a book, um, ways to start, because I I know several of you may say, I have a great idea for a book, but I don't even know where to start. Well, of course, traditionally, I've always said, just start writing. Well, sometimes that's still um, the white paper or the white screen or your white tablet, whatever you're using, Um, or Google Docs, whatever you're using, can be intimidating. And so these next few episodes, I'm really going to be focusing on giving you ways to start that are not necessarily so much innovative as much as it may take you out of your comfort zone. Um, These are strategies, and you're definitely not limited to this, uh, because as many creatives that there are in the world are different ways that you can write and different uh, ways to get your point across or different ways to connect with your audience. And really focus on the way, um, you know, even after you listen to these episodes, really focus on the way that's best for you. Because when people meet you in person or um, they follow you on social media or they see you via a video or anything, they're going to be looking for the authentic you. Um, And I I know when we do podcasts or when we do events or when we speak, we try to switch it up. But whoever you are, make sure that it's coming through clearly and visibly um, through uh, your message and through your book. Um, I love books where when I'm reading them, I feel like I'm actually having a one-on-one conversation with the author. And I trust that any books uh, you buy of mine that you really Feel a connection like, okay, I heard our video, but our books are, are basically the same way. Uh, you feel a really instant connection. So I'm giving you some ideas, I'm giving you some hints, but um, these are not the only ways. And I really want you to realize this is not uh, a must. This is not a, a command. Um, this is just a template. This is just ideas and resources. Everything I do here on the Book Business Boss Show is designed to assist you and to help you and to give you ideas and even if you don't do it the exact same way i do it um it at least uh, provides you direction so two ways uh, that are very similar um that i have used um and that i've heard i've seen talks done and i have seen uh all types of um ted talks as well as you know books, and, you know, just all kinds of things that people have used to get their message across are two things, using a parable and using a story. Um, Using your own personal story as well as uh, using a parable. So, of course, when you think about a parable, um, you think about the Bible. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. A parable uh, was Jesus's method for uh, introducing the topic, introducing uh, a situation, um, making connections with people. So um, I could truthfully say Jesus was the king of the story. He's the king of the parable, utilizing something that we commonly understand to relate to people um, that understand it and identify with it. And then, but hitting up at the end with a moral, hitting up at the end with something to really think about to really contemplate. And oftentimes in scripture, and I know we're on a uh, faith-based radio station, so I can easily and quickly say this. And um, and that, you know, sometimes um, the disciples who were with him a long time didn't understand the parable and needed explanation even even greater. But one of the, on a later, I'm sorry. But more importantly, it was a reason he said it. There was, Um, people that he was trying to uh, um, clear up, make a clarification. He was trying to introduce something, a new idea, a new concept, uh, a new uh, world order of his own in that time because love and grace was definitely something new. But he had a parable related to it. It was always related to something that the people knew about it. So number one, Um, Any parable or any type of story that Jesus did was always related to the audience that he was speaking in front of. He knew his audience. And that's something really key that we really need to understand is who our audience is. Who is our audience for our book? But when we're speaking, whether through your book, through video, or in person, which we love being in person, we should know who's in the audience. So we'll, we'll talk later on about, uh, you know, speaking techniques, but um, your ideal person that you really want to connect with in your book, you need to know who that is. Who is that person? Now, I know that some people go through, you know, major, uh, extensive uh, discoveries and research about their audience. You know, what does the audience eat? Where do they go? Uh, what movies do they watch? What do they wear? Do they shop? Do they stay at home? Do they go out? I mean, all of that. But knowing the core thing of who might be interested, because some people are interested in what you have to offer, and you think, I didn't even think about them. Uh, which, But you should at least go into it with the audience in mind. So number one, um, the audience could have been, you know, when you start talking about a man building a house, well, you know, Jesus was a carpenter. So, you know, his whole family... History was being carpenter and uh, construction and anything to dealing with buildings. So when Jesus started talking about building a house, okay, that made sense for him to be talking about it. But it also made sense for the people he was talking to. And then, um, you know, he talked about, you know, building a house, uh, you know, some one built it on a house on the sand, one built it on uh, um, clay, and one built it on a rock. And um, so all of that was about stability, but your the house was really your life, what you're building your life on. That was the moral of that. But he was uh, directing it to the audience of who he was talking to. Secondly, um, you know, one other time he was talking to shepherds, people uh, keeping sheep. So therefore, um, a shepherd had uh, 99 sheep. He had 100 but he counted them and realized one's missing. Oh my gosh. So he went, he left the 99 and went to find the one sheep, meaning that we're all important to the kingdom. We're all important to God. And he will leave the many to go search out for the one It will not let anything happen, fail, um, um, demise come to the one. So understanding who your audience is and who you're actually talking to. So are you talking to adults? Are you talking to adult women? Are you talking to children? Are you talking to young adults? Are you talking to seniors? Who's your audience? Understand who that audience is. So that story or that parable should be directed to that audience. Number two is what does the audience do? Which is related to who the audience is or what are they connected to? So as I stated earlier, he talked to shepherds. He talked to uh, people doing construction. He talked to a multitude of people in the crowd that might have been a multi uh, uh, crowd because he was talking about a woman sweeping her house. Well, that's very domesticated. And um, with having a woman as the as the topic of the story was major then, because, you know, that was a male dominated society. So therefore, you know, they know women sweep and lost coin and the lost sheep and all of that was basically something of great value being willing to go after it, to replace it, to find it. Um, and then you know so Jesus' story was about all about you being lost, the people, the lost sheep of Israel being lost. So he used those parables to connect and to make that connection to that to that audience to get his point across. So understanding who you, who your audience is, who are you talking to? Uh, um, the occupation of the audience, or just general society conversation of what they would make a connection to, what would make sense for them. And then of course, having a moral of the parable. The moral of the story is, the moral of the parable is, you'll leave the 99 and go find the one. That everybody is equally valuable. No one person is more valuable than the other. Um, he even told about the the parable of the uh uh giving the offering the time and how the 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 very rich people they gave a portion of their uh goods and they gave the offering made big ceremony but then there was one poor lady who had two pence who would be equivalent to like two cents or two pennies because that 's all she had and Jesus said she gave the most and so talking about humility and and being humble, and giving of yourself, and giving to God, and giving to the kingdom. So if you were talking about a book about discipleship, or you were talking about um, stewardship, or you're talking about being a servant leader, those would be things that you really need to hone into, um, and telling that story. And if it's a faith-based book, you can always relate Jesus' stories to that, but making sure that um, The moral of the parable and the story relates to the audience that you're speaking to, what they're connected to, and who they are as a people that you're directing to, uh, and directing your information to, and what you want, uh, the point uh, of the story and uh, the point of the parable. We're going to take a break right here, we'll be back with more. Whether you're sitting on the beach or sitting by the pool, whether you're at home in your office or out in your backyard, BK Royston Publishing has on-demand courses that are available for you to learn anytime. Learn online. Go to BKRoystonCoursesOnDemand.com. That's BKRoystonCoursesOnDemand.com. And we're back. So we've been talking about a parable, uh, which is more of a faith-based story, Jesus was the king of that. And then secondly, telling a story, period. Um, the most important thing, even after knowing who the audience is, is making sure that story is relatable and that people make a connection to that story. That people understand what that's like, even if it's your own personal story. Sometimes I um, make a connection with uh, the people the person that's talking if i know a little bit about their personal story we'll be talking later about autobiographical stories and because many people say i have a story to tell i've been through something um and i you know i've had a lot go on in my life i've had trauma i've had good things i've had bad things happen but making that connection and making it relatable. Um, needs to be uh, the utmost and most important. Um, So therefore, if you are speaking to women and um, you're addressing um, something that relates to um, married women or divorced women or single women, or it doesn't matter what your marital status is, um, your book could relate. That's great. If uh, the broader the audience, the even better. But if you're trying to rebuild women who have been hurt, who have been disappointed, who have had um, all types of issues uh, go on in their life, whether it's of their own doing or just a situation they find themselves in, telling a story of your own personal um, life can help. Now, you don't necessarily have to tell every uh, detail, but uh, if you've been around me a while, you know that I've been divorced, I've been married before. And so therefore people make an instant connection. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at her on social media. Just looks like she just has a wonderful life and never had anything bad happen to her at all. Well, I'm here to tell you it has. And having the strength to overcome, the strength to keep moving forward. Um, The point of the story about my divorce is not necessarily to run down my ex or um, to get so much sympathy is to let you know that no matter what happens, no matter what's uh, come your way, no matter what disappointments, people or places or things or jobs or projects or clients or customers or whatever who have disappointed you, you can keep moving. You can keep excelling. So if that's the point of your book. Telling that story would make a difference to somebody, especially somebody who had been disappointed. especially. Somebody who may be a little depressed and down, and especially if it's somebody who has been divorced. So, making sure that your story is relatable and that it is one and number two if, uh, concerning telling a story that it's in language that's understandable. It's a situation that all can identify with. Mothers of children have all identified with oh my gosh, what if one was missing? What would I do? How would I feel? what would I be? I, me, I'd be distraught until the child came back and I don't even have any biological children of my own. But using language that makes sense, using that, that heartfelt um, um, pain language that people understand, that people know, to be devastated, to be uh, um, um, abandoned, to be um, distraught, um, to cry till you have no more tears. Um, they swollen up clothes to cough and cry and yell and scream in traumatic and dramatic situations until you're hoarse and you have no voice left. Well, all of us know what that's like. Grieving the loss of a loved one. Grieving the loss of a child. Grieving the loss of a, a big mama and pop pop. Grieving the loss of a job even. Grieving the loss of your normal Um, Through all types of situations, especially uh, as the results uh, of a global pandemic that I didn't even know existed until we actually (laughs) are still going through it. So using that uh, connective language that really people understand and telling your story so that people can make a connection not only to your story, not only to the information that you're trying to tell, but also to you, to you, the author. Telling your story makes people uh, draws them in even closer. knowing that you're standing there on the back cover or the front cover, smiling, your hair is done, your makeup may be wonderful and pristine, but then when they open it up, they realize all the situations that you've gone through, all the horrors that have happened to you in your life, and you're still able to say your own name and you're not in a psychological ward. Yeah, you may have a therapist but you're able to know your own name. It has not driven you to uh, not being able to be a vast contribution in this society and everyday life. It's amazing what a story can be, where you've been, what you've, what you've done, what you know, what you endured can strengthen and empower and, and give uh, fuel for somebody else to keep moving forward. So a story is a powerful thing. And opening with a story of things that you've endured um, and things that you've gone through. So just for a, a quick example, even in, my, even in my own life of not just only divorce, but being able to um, overcome in spite of other people, other situations, keeping your eyes on the prize, staying focused on what your actual goal is. Now, I have a, I'm very focused and I'm very driven. But in spite of things that happen, situations that arise, I've been in uh, hospitals uh, with my loved ones and still conducting business in the hallway and in the family waiting room. I have been um, in situations where, you know, I I didn't uh, know how uh, a way was going to be made or uh, some something was going to happen and then I prayed and then a phone call came or then a, a PayPal ding happened. So I know what that's like. I know what that feels like. I can have sympathy and I can have empathy. I know what it's like to, uh, uh, to be in a devastating situation and you not know how you're going to come out of it. I know what it's like to have strangers encourage you and you never ever see them again. I, I know what it's like that You, you developed a relationship with them, and they were designed only for a specific point, purpose, and season, and then never to see them again, never to meet them anymore. But they came to your life for the season and reason of a lifetime. Now, would you connect with that story? Would you identify with those same type of things happening to you? Hopefully, that would encourage you to keep moving, to keep going to keep pursuing life in spite of what was going on in your life. To know that you're listening to Dr. Julia Royston of the Book Business Boss show and think, oh, she has ro- uh, roses uh, uh, just coming up in her backyard and, and just wonderful things. She's never had anything happen w- bad to her. She's never had anybody to disappointed. She's never had. Believe you me, baby doll, it has happened. I don't dwell on it because one thing. I don't want people to get that much of my time and energy and attention. And then secondly, it's designed to bring you down, to keep you down. So you see what the power of a story is, or telling your story, introducing your story? Because that story also, finally, this is the last thing I'm going to say. The point uh, is making a point in your book. It should uh, associate, connect with a point in your book. But also maybe that story is the foundation for a point. It should either lead to the point or be the foundation and one of the building blocks for the point of your story and your book. And then eventually your business so that people understand and they make a connection with you. So do you need to learn some parables? Jesus was the king of it. If you have a story, figure out ways to utilize your own personal story. If it's too personal for you to tell it all, fictionalize it. One time there was a girl and she stood in the gym class and they picked everybody else and she was always picked last. Nobody ever wanted her uh, in the sports activity she wasn't athletic at all. She can run very fast. She could throw pretty good. She couldn't run very fast. She couldn't tumble. She just wasn't athletic. Oh, but you hand her a microphone, she can make it happen. She can make it do what it do. So all gifts are important. The athlete has their place. The musician has their place. the The uh, artist who draws has their place. The artist who raps and sings has their place. We all have a place in this world. Now, was that girl who was always picked last me or somebody else? You'll have to figure that out another time. I'm Dr. Julie Royson. You have been listening to the Book Business Boss show, where I am attempting to help you get your message to the masses, turn your words into well, and be a Book Business Boss. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
1: You have been listening to The Book Business Boss Show. For more information on how you can become a book business boss, visit www.bookbusinessbosses.com. That's bookbusinessbosses.com. Hi, my name is Dr. Kendra Royston, President and Founder of Stupid Science Incorporated, where it is our mission to help encourage and inspire underrepresented students to continue their pursuit of of STEM careers. Now, some of you may not be familiar with the term STEM, but it's something that we in the field use to serve as a shorthand to refer to science, technology, engineering and mathematics careers. We at Stupid Science hope to lessen the financial burden of students who have an interest in these fields, because no one will do the research about us, care about us, and make the advancements that we need to help the people in our community more so than us. So, if you would like to contribute to our scholarship fund, you can visit us at with org or email us at stupidscienceinc@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Listen daily to Envision Radio, great gospel music with incredible Christian talk shows. Go to www.envision-radio.com. It's where praise meets talk. For advertising or to place your ministry on air, call 502-390-2055.